0: A lot of people think you should just never cut down a tree. They don't understand the natural cycle. All things live and die. And if you never cut down any trees, that's not natural. People who jog too much, their whole body falls apart. You're built to do what personal trainers call HIT, high intensity interval training, where basically you walk, sprint, rest, walk. Very few times in history did people have to just jog for 30 miles. Remember, every action has opposite and equal reaction. Looking at this piece of land to invest in, 1,100 acres in Virginia. And uh, it's a big cornfield. One of the big problems in the world. Bigger than carbon, uh, bigger than uh, global warming. See how it's lighter up at the top of the hill? All the good soil washes to the bottom. It's called erosion. And more important in solving global warming in the way that you hear about in the media is fixing what's called carbon sequestration. Basically it means, if you protect the soil don't let it erode it binds up in the soil all the things that go into the atmosphere and cause global warming a lot of times the media is stupid they don't know what they're talking about some journalists do but a lot of articles are focused on the wrong thing but what made america wealthy was very fertile soils this is and a little tree line here We've been walking it. This farm's, by the way, two miles square. It's very big. But what have made America wealthy was this fertile base of soil, which increased uh, economic production at the beginning, like in 1718, 17, 18, even early 1900s. Now, of course, food's imported from all over, but a lot of the wealth of the world comes from soil. And now you got these harebrained ideas, like ethanol, instead of using gasoline, a lot of these regulations have unintended side, uh, uh, side effects. Remember, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So if you do ethanol, quote unquote, to save the world, well then they plow up all these fields that are too steep that really should be in pasture or woods. They grow corn, they destroy the soil, they cause erosion. The good soil sloughs down here to the bottom and it's very hard to ever fix that, by the way. And then, sure, you can not use gasoline in a car and use ethanol, but it's like one step forward and two steps backwards. A lot of these regulations like that. You have to understand game theory. <clears throat> you have to understand you know, this law, this Newtonian law, that all action has opposite equal reaction. So you can't just make up a rule to change, fix the world without thinking of What's the intent, unintended consequences? What do you think of this place? I think it looks gorgeous. Kate wants a four-wheeler. <laughs> I do, we could go down these hills with it. <laughs> You're not so concerned with my conversation about carbon sequestration and erosion. She's like, where's the four-wheeler? I can respect that, I like, I like four-wheelers. It'll be, it'll be more fun. More fun than talking about this. Yep. It's <laughs> probably true, probably true. But this farm is actually very beautiful. It's got a spring, produces half a million gallons of water a day. It's got a river, it's got three houses. Pretty dope place, this woods here. It's another thing, talking about environmental degradation, a lot of people think you should just never cut down a tree. They don't understand the natural cycle, all things live and die, and if you never cut down any trees, that's not natural because in nature, there's big forest fires, huge fires. The United States used to have forest fires that would literally wipe out massive amounts of woods and the Native Americans used to set things on fire. So when there's regulations that have no cutting of trees, they're actually poisoning the stand of woods. This is called a stand of trees. And what happens is these old trees get in there and they start to die because they get old. Trees literally get old. Now trees last a fairly long time but they're kind of like humans you know a lot of trees last 40 50 60 70 80 years and if you don't cut them down then they take up sunlight and prevent new growth from coming just like in the world if you only gave benefits to old people and you crowded out the young people you'd be killing off your society so another unintended regulatory consequence of People meaning good, just like people doing ethanol. They meant well, but they didn't understand nature. They don't understand biology. And as Joel Salatin, my first mentor told me, mother nature always laughs last. Meaning if you break her rules, you suffer, not her. And that's a lot of the world right now. These are called sumac trees right there. They have sumac berries. Native Americans used to use those. To die, Uh, nope. No. They will kill you. Never but mind. They are edible. <laughs> Just only once <laughs> after one one what one What did they use them for? Well, all, a lot of these berries they would use to grind up and uh, I think they would make might be wrong, but I think they would make dye for their clothing. Huh. And also some of them you can strain out the poison. That's like like with uh, acorns and oak. If you don't get rid of the tannins, they're nasty, but you can drain it out of them with water. Look at this, how cool that valley looks there. We're just in a uglier part of the farm because it's a corn field. You can see they applied lime. It's funny, people understand supplements. Kate has her little vita- daily vitamins for her. <laughs> Soil needs the same thing. Very similar, like your body needs protein. The soil needs nitrogen. Your body needs carbs and sugars for energy. The soil, the one different plants use uh, photosynthesis. They use the sun instead of carbs as we use as we know them. <laughs> but other things we need too. Like I blood test myself. Calcium is very important. That's what this lime is. A lot. If you test your blood, trust me. I use a company called Wellness FX or I use Nutrival Spectracell. There's a lot of uh, a lot of deficiencies in our body. You guys coming? Yep. <laughs> Here. Huh. It's funny, walking and talking is harder. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm like, why am I out of breath? Well, we are on a steep hill. No, but I wouldn't be normally out of breath. Here's the valley. Shenandoah Valley So be very careful um, You know when you are voting For whether it be a politician or a law That you really understand what you're voting on, you know, especially around regulations of Mother Nature Most people mean well but cause You know true nightmares like the whole world's been plowed up for corn you go to Australia. I mean, I'm sorry, Brazil The rainforest, why do you think they're plowing it up? And a lot of people think it's just for cows. It's not just for cows. They're plowing it up to plant corn because of subsidies. The government subsidizes corn. That causes other issues. Basically, the rule of thumb is, if you don't have to intervene, leave it alone. Some people, Joel Salatin used to say, some people believe in salvation by legislation. Oh, if we just had more laws and more rules, everything would be solved. Anything bad you see, people are like, oh, it's like during the 2008 housing crisis. People are like, they passed this thing called the Dodd-Frank Act, which was basically a way to ensure that financial fraud would be diminished. And it had good intentions, but it causes all uh, all kinds of problems. Like it runs small mortgage brokers out of businesses and ends up The only people who can keep all the paperwork that the new law requires are big corporations. And they're the ones who caused the fraud in 2008 to start with. So you're trying to solve a problem and you end up literally creating the problem again, just magnified. And that's why I say it's the death of common sense. But one of the things, I'm reading a great book, it's called The Art of Strategy, which talks about game theory, all you entrepreneurs you need to understand game theory because what game theory says is that you can't just think of life from your side of the story you have to understand things react so for example dodd frank 2008 housing crisis six million people lose their home bankruptcy people commit suicide the government sees things from their side of the story like we'll just fix it by passing some new laws well they forgot to think, what will the other side do? It's kind of like the art of negotiation. If you want to negotiate, you can't just go, oh, I want to buy this house for 250 grand, so it's listed at 300, let me just tell them, I'll only pay 250. Because in a perfect world, they'd have no choice. They would just listen to you and go, okay, well, you want 250, we want a 300, but I guess we got to sell it to you. But in the real world, with game theory, it's kind of like a game, you say, I'll only pay $250. They say F you, we'll sell it to someone else, get out of my house, and they close the negotiations. And that's why, if you read like a book like The Art of War, one of the great business books, it talks a lot about this concept of um, the wise general plans. The wise general Send spies. The wise general wins the battle without fighting, meaning you, he thinks of the negotiation with the other side in a way that's favorable to both. It's kind of like what's going on right now with North Korea and Donald Trump negotiating or calling each other names <laughs> uh, over this whole North Korean missile crisis. If you don't understand game theory and you just start passing laws or saying things rashly, you have to remember they, that causes them to have a reaction good example of this in american history where america probably made a big mistake there's a good documentary by ken burns just came out on the vietnam war and re- but a couple months before that came out i was reading this fascinating book on the Tet offensive which was when america really started to lose the war in vietnam and what happened is jfk and even presidents before they meant well. They thought Vietnam wasn't doing well because of communism coming in. So you send troops to Vietnam with the good intentions, but you forget game theory. Now all of a sudden, you got people in Vietnam that have a foreign, quote-unquote, invader. Even if you don't think you're an invader from your side of the story, but what about their side of the story? If they don't like it. It'd be like if a whole bunch of you know Chinese troops landed in Los Angeles. People would be freaking out, even if there were a, quote-unquote, peace mission. And so... What happens is because the powers that be at that time, and over time in the Vietnam War, like Lyndon Johnson, and uh, what was his guy McNamara or whatever, one of these, the, the the Secretary of Defense, they made huge mistakes. You ended up having 250,000 American troops, I think were were wounded, 50,000 were killed, or 58,000. Mm-hmm. You end up having a couple million. South Korean, which was the ally of the U.S. That one looks like. That's barbed wire. I know. Mark is holding it down. Kate, you gonna go through there? Yep. Watch your back. Watch back, literally. Nathan. Oh, yeah. You making it? Ah. Now we get to the prettier part of the farm, by the way. Oh. Let's come around the top. It's already greener. Anyway, so this Vietnam thing. McNamara, all these people, what good intentions probably. They ended up causing calamity. I saw one of the interviews with a North Korean soldier. He said, People often ask who won the Vietnam War? And he said, people ask that question have never been to war. No one wins a war. It's just destruction. I thought that was an interesting statement. And uh anyway. So you gotta be smart in life, I guess, is the whole gist of everything I'm talking about. You gotta have a little insight into the world. You have to have the ability. So I tell people to travel. By traveling, you get to see both sides of the story. How the world is, you know? Here's a hay field. We're go that hole. No, we're gonna go over here. <laughs> we'll go on the top. Kate didn't wanna jump through more barbed wire. Nathan, Mel, Armin, you hanging in there? Yeah. Try. Oh, here's a whole nother pasture I didn't know about. But that's why I'm such a big fan of some level of disruption of the current education system because current education system doesn't talk about things like I'm talking about very well. And if they do, they communicate them in a boring way so nobody remembers them. Again, people go look at the education system with forced testing. They thought they make schools better by requiring, by judging <laughs> schools by how well they do. Oh, deer! Look how many deer there are! Holy crap! Oh, they're just galloping away. How many deer was that, Kate? A ten. Ten or twenty? Oh, more. Got to Snapchat that. Put, put, post this, Nathan. Put uh. 10 deer running away. 10 deer jumped up, snapchatting. But modern education system, they said, oh, we'll just pass laws that you only, you're judged by how you do on standardized tests. They forgot that every action has an opposite equal reaction. So guess what happens? Teachers start focusing just on making their students pass the test, not making them have real comprehension. And there it is, there's some more. So the whole school system becomes about memorization and then dumping it, I call it pump and dump. <laughs> that comes from a different, different uh, background, but I, that's what I'm reminded of. You basically pump information in students' brains, so they memorize it just long enough to pass a test, not long enough to understand it, or utilize the information, and then they dump it out of their brain because they got another test the next week. So you create a system. Of just automaton robots that are good at pump and dump facts in, in and out of their brain. It's just, again, people meant well. A lot of school teachers mean well. A lot of policymakers meant well. But they weren't using their brain and understanding. Every action is opposite and equal reaction. Can I have that phone back? Are you tired yet? Nope. She's worried about bugs. <laughs> what bugs were there? Um, there are spiders and ticks. Yeah. You see it? There's a tick on you. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Nothing scares people more than teeny bugs. Isn't that funny how people are? It's like not afraid of okay, all the spiders can be poisonous. Spiders can be poisonous, but people, yeah, people will text while they drive, and that's a six-thousand-pound SUV. And they're not afraid of that, but they're super afraid of the one in a million people that die from a spider bite in the U.S. That's Another thing, common sense. That's called the bias of, basically there's a problem in our brain. It's called the availability bias. Things that are easily understandable, like spiders being a harm to your health because that was an ancient one for thousands of years. That's been passed on in your genes to have natural fear of certain things, snakes and spiders, even babies have. But cars, there's no evolutionary memory for it because they're brand new. So people don't fear those, even though that's what most people die from. This is a cool little pasture in here. You could build a house back in here. Whenever I'm looking at land, I'm always thinking, how can I improve not only the quality of the soil and the land, for bio- biological purposes but also from a business standpoint how can you make the land more valuable to people which increases its financial value nothing wrong about fit with thinking in more than from more than one perspective you know yeah this is a cool mm-hmm. little hillside up here for those of you listening on my podcast or, or now I'm on Spotify you're going to hear a lot of I'm not gonna see what I'm talking about, but it's all right. You can always watch this on YouTube or Facebook. Mark, are you talking to yourself up there? No, they'll like, subtextually they'll know we're oh. speaking. They can imagine it in their minds. I thought Mark had gone live. Uh, he <laughs> had gone insane on us. I know. I was he was like, up there was talking, talking to himself. This yeah, has I think a, it's better video too. a ton of great great trees in here. Those are this area. That's called locust right there. It's a great tree. One of the sad things, one of the greatest trees in history, is extinct. It was something called wormy chestnut, and a lot of the houses here, when America came, I mean when settlers came to America, it's basically a wood that never rots with no chemicals. Joel Salatin's house was built in 1700s, around the time America became a country, and he never had the wood still as strong as ever. But wor, wormy chestnut got kill, killed by a blight, so it's all gone. Locust is a kind of a second-rate version of it. It's pretty good. Locust is also a cool tree because in the soil, it actually builds the soil. It has these little nodules. It's called a legume, just like soybeans, just like alf- uh, alfalfa, clover. So sometimes Mother Nature knows how to repair itself. By having these, they call them high secession value trees. Higher quality. Although there's a lot of oak in here too. Let's go down in here. Who wants to go in the woods? Hopefully it ain't hunting season yet. Or well, we need an orange jacket so you don't get shot. Mark's got his gun. Mark, you're gonna be no match for a dude sitting in the stand with a 30-30. I got it right here. First time I ever went hunting, I went with a. Fit thirty odd six. Oh, that's deep. That's like, like a cat deep. cannon. <laughs> it's like a World War One, World War Two cannon. You don't really want to hunt with one. It's too powerful. <laughs> if you want to fight, shoot elephants. You know, I saw a news article that an elephant killed somebody in nineteen like seventeen, and they hung it like a person wow. as its punish punishment. Oh my God. God! People have been weird in history. Wow. You no, know, they needed a chain and a crane. See. What did I just say? What? what did I say? These these trees yep. are dying. So a lot of people think it's bad to cut down trees. I'm like, look at this tree right here. You can see, I think this is a, let me look at what kind of tree it is. Is it a poplar or oak? But anyway, look how it, it might've got struck by lightning. Yeah, sure did. Well, so know. things die. People don't understand that. People teach their school, take, You take kids nowadays, and they protect them so much from everything. People don't grow up and know how the real world works. Sometimes stuff gets hit by lightning. That's why it's good to be on a farm as a child. You see that things die. People in the modern world, you ask them where, you know, yogurt comes from, they'll be like, uh, it comes from uh, Vons. It comes from the store. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People are disconnected. That's why even if you live in the city, never spend 100% of your time in the city. I don't care, I was just in New York City right before this. You gotta have time away, and you have to be, in the modern world, you have to be careful to not be overstimulated. There's social media, there's TV, there's Netflix, there's movies, there's parties, there's like, you know, everything's like only a step away. It's at your fingertips, so people never can just sit down, read, think. You have to spend at least a couple hours a day really thinking through what you're doing in life. Reading, learning, listening, pen and paper, planning, like a general, the general of your life. The wise general has a plan. And knows how to take action. Because sometimes people are like, oh, Todd, you say people should read. Well, if you just read, all you're going to do is get book smart. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're st- people are so stupid on this conversation. I'm like, really? You really think what I'm suggesting is just read? Do I look like I never do anything? Why can't you do both? <laughs> you can have your cake and eat it too. You can live on a farm. You can be quiet. You can read. You can plan. You can be introverted. And... You can learn to be extroverted, which is action-oriented, outward world-oriented. You can be in big cities. I was just in New York City two nights ago. Massive farm. I mean, this thing is big. Here, we gotta walk this way, make our loop back. Joel Salatin always tells me, the reason everybody fat in America, nobody walks. I did this interview years ago with the guy who wrote a book called Oh, look, something got eaten right there. Oh, no, no, that's... No, that's a plant. That's thistle. Um, I interviewed a guy named Lieberman. He's a Harvard professor of paleoanthropology, and he studies... He, the book is called The Story of the Human Body. It's a great one if you want to pick it up, and it's about health. Um, what it, Looking back at how our body evolved... What are the things we need to do to be healthy? And one of them, he said, is walk six miles a day. That was his recommendation. Which the average person, you ever seen that movie? You ever seen that movie, Mark, called uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy? Yeah. In that movie, they're like, they get in their car, back down the lane, their driveway, get the mail out of the mailbox, and then drive back home so they don't have to walk. That's how, but you can't believe. How many people won't walk anywhere? That's why one reason Europeans are not so fat. They you gotta walk, man. One of the things that this Lieberman said, the way our bodies are designed, um, the way our hips are opened up, that's what made us bipedal compared to, you know, gorillas and things like that that mm-hmm. that or chimpanzees that walk on all fours. And our the way our legs, so we're designed to walk, even more than run joggers people who jog too much their whole body falls apart you're built to do what physical uh, personal trainers called hit high intensity interval training where basically you walk sprint rest walk very few times in history did people have to just jog for 30 miles and if they did they're on uneven surfaces which caused less joint damage than just running on the concrete remember every action has opposite and equal reaction so if you go i'm gonna get healthy by just running on the sidewalk outside of my house five miles well your body has an equal reaction to it mother nature laughs last you gotta be curious study what is your body built to do it's kind of like in business to be successful i was with my uh, business partner sam ovens and he said one of the big he became a self-made millionaire by i think 26 years old and started a company at 22 first one failed built another one and he said one of the big mistakes he did, he forgot was he would start businesses around what he wanted to sell he forgot to build a business around an existing desire that people already want it's always i always say it's better to sell to the willing so people don't understand game theory they don't understand anything i've talked about in the stock they just think from a narcissistic egocentric uh, place they build businesses that they're their only customer Hmm. (laughs) and you can guess how much money you make if you're your only customer you could even charge a million dollars for the product but if you were paying yourself a million dollars, you still only have the same amount of money as you started on day one. Ooh, it's a steep hill. Okay, Nathan, oh. interval training. Who sprinted to the top? Kate. Kate slept 12 hours. Oh, I needed nice. it. Okay, let's, let's see. Put the uh, bag. Nathan, you versus Kate. What? Take your bags oh, here boy, for you. Nathan's a military man. No, he's going to beat me. I believe you. Nathan. <laughs> Be a man. Nathan does not look excited. Armin. Nope, nope. Sorry, Kate. Why? Do ah, my ankle. Ah, ah. We got everybody falling apart. Nathan? Are you being serious? You ready? It's a one man race. So, no, it's you. Yeah, it's one man. You. Okay, it's Kate. So, to the top and back. Yeah, you can touch the fence and then come back. Now, remember, it will be very funny on cameras if you guys trip on the way back and yeah. roll all the way. Okay, so here's the race. It's oh gonna be Kate God. against Nathan. <laughs> Run to the top, up there to the fence. Run back full speed. Hopefully, you fall because it'll be amazingly funny. No. No? To see you guys rolling all the way down? On your mark. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Here, hold this. He's gonna beat me. Uh, can I get a head start? Why? Because he's a guy and he's in the military. Don't be. Sad. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he's gonna be. This is why it take too long to be that fence. No. <laughs> All right. Here, come closer. Uh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a <laughs> Go. Oh, hold on. Let me say, I'm going to say who you got. Who you got. Okay. Minutes. On your marks. Oh, mine is a dike. <laughs> Get set. Go. Kate, do not let Nathan beat you. Kate's pushing. (laughs) Oh yeah. Kate is pushing. Kate's cheating. Kate's Uh it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Dang that's a close race. Nathan! Yo. Okay. This one? Yeah. Watch. Women women have better endurance than men. Men gonna fall apart. (laughs) Uh, uh, At the end. Kate! No, Kate! Kate, don't give up. Oh, no. Kate's <laughs> pretending like she's hurt. Kate. Kate. She's letting him touch you. <laughs> oh, military has endurance. Kate's pretending like she, wait, hold on, dang it. Kate's up there pretending like she got hurt. Kate, you got to touch the top. <laughs> <laughs> Kate pretending she got hurt. Can you type that? Kate, my captions, put Kate pretending she got hurt. For those of you listening, not watching, this is a race to the top. Okay, you gotta come all the way down. It's easy down. The race was. Now they're stopped at the top. I'm you so. I gotta come back down. Okay. What do you want to put it Yeah. Like a... No, no, that's good. Just press. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is my favorite part. Here, hold this. <laughs> Faster. Faster! Roll. On. Nathan, you're losing! Nathan you're losing. You hold it, tell me. Nathan, you're losing! Just point it directly. Hey, don't stop. You have to run past me. Nathan, I'm disappointed. You represent the military. OK, see, I'm going to take a picture of you guys. If you do that three times a day, You'll be a machine. Whew. Here, stand next to each other. I want to take a picture of the victor. Put your hand up. Here, we take. Come down here. Boys, it's first to the top and back. I didn't hear that part. Okay. I didn't want to ruin it. Put your hand up, Vic. <laughs>